everything's good. Okay, all right, I'm ready to go. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I got my notes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see my notes for this episode? Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> I have zero, man. I got... I got. <laughs> Oh my gosh, great. No, I mean, that that I just know. means it's going to be a really good episode. I think so. It'll be reactionary and opinionated and not um, just list by Carefully list. Carefully so planned you, out. Yeah, when you say things, I'll be like, no, yep. Well, I got, don't worry. I have plenty of things for you to, to say all that about. <laughs> yeah, so what I, are we talking about well, today? Well, today, well, first of all, welcome to the episode. Uh, welcome to this week's episode. We don't actually... we. We don't. Is this episode number seventeen? Because Georgia's. I don't was, know. Yeah. So are we gonna if we we recorded Georgia's and Jaime's in the same day. Uh huh. Depending on how we upload them, you might already watch Jaime's or listen to it, or mm -hmm. you might see this one first. Who knows? We don't. Yeah. We just. We'll see. Yeah. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm Frank. <laughs> this is the drop with Frank and Brian. I'm Frank. I'm Brian, and this is the drop. <laughs> this is the drop, and we don't know when it's going to drop. And we don't know when it's going to drop the drop what, so, with all the so drops. To, yeah, to be completely honest with everyone, is we're just trying to bank episodes, maybe? Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's coming to a time. I'm going uh, on vacation in a couple weeks. I was actually going to like see if you wanted to do two next week and really get yeah. ahead of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I was gonna say, like, we could line up that set of guests at at some point in yeah, time. Yeah, that's that's some really cool ideas. Yeah, we're working on some really cool stuff. For yeah, I think what I'm gonna, we did the Georgia one remote, and I, but I think I'm like, well, if we have two guests or more, it's worth me just driving out. Yeah. To you, it's only four hours. That's my alarm that you got to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's going to be great. Okay, today's episode, we are going to be talking about truck values, and it kind of came about because, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it came about because our friend, uh, Baco Dave, bought a Mazda, and that kind of got us talking about, like, we won't go disclose what he paid for it, which is one of the topics that I have written down, is why is it so taboo to, to disclose exactly how much things cost? Well, the thing, here's the thing, though. People post things for, like, well, I mean, what you're saying, like, if someone posted on Marketplace and they don't put the thing, they just say, message me for the price. That too. Is that, is that what you're saying? Because most of the time, well, people, there are rules in a lot of the forums where you have to, just, you have to put the price. So No, I understand, like, the price of what it's selling for, but even acquiring it. Like, I'm not going to disclose what, what Dave paid for that truck. Because, well, one, I don't yeah. feel it's my place to disclose exactly how much he, he paid for yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that that's just it because the, the that becomes between the owner and the seller because the owner may have given him a deal over maybe someone else. Maybe there was like, maybe sometimes there's two buyers mm -hmm. and you don't, you like, one of the buyers is your friend versus the other guy's not. So you're just going to give it to him for a better deal or yeah, something. Yeah, that's true. And then that kind of like, before we get way into it, that kind of like translates also to getting stuff built as well. You know, a lot of people are very hesitant to say exactly what they paid for stuff, whether it be fabrication work or, you know, paint work, because I think of that same scenario, because you don't know kind of what what deals or what people have going on. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's perfectly fine, because there are situations where maybe you know someone more than say, I would know the person. So... I can't ask, I can't base what mine's going to cost off what yours cost, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I think it's, I, I don't think we should, anyone should get upset for someone not saying what they paid unless they're a good friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just something I, I've, I've just noticed, you know, throughout the, 
the years of doing all this that like that's just that's just one one thing but um but yeah so that's kind of what got us talking about this topic what what he you know well i can tell you what the the there was a truck that he was um so we're talking about our buddy dave pratter in our club who just bought or he traded his f-150 to danny from no regrets for the the four-door tacoma and then he rebuilt the four-door tacoma real quick oh hold on one second all right That's going to be fun for you. I didn't have my, my mic on the camera on. Oh, that's fine. Because now you have it on, so it'll just it'll link back. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As long as you have it on the same yeah. file. All right. So so Dave basically essentially rebuilt that Tacoma, does what Dave does, gets something, completely redoes it, and then instantly sells it. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Um, which is and, was sort of a, like the joke, you know, but that's what he does. That's like, and I have actually have that written down. I have like a whole little uh, Bako Dave talking point right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get him on here one day to kind of explain his ways. But yeah, well, the, the only, you know, the only thing that I wanted to, to kind of like bring up about him was like you were saying uh, that he he buys and sells and rebuilds. And uh, I remember one time us talking about like, you know, it'd be really cool. And we'll talk to him about this when we get him on the show, but like how if he would just like take regular trucks and just like bag them and get them to a point to where he can sell them for a fairly decent price. I wouldn't say like a cheap price, but like a fairly decent price for like other people to finish. So people have like a a really solid platform to begin with and then go on to to build something to, to their own taste. Yeah, the one thing that Dave is that is he is he's a painter by trade, mm-hmm. uh, so he can save a ton of money by buying something uh, that that maybe needs paint or need, can do a repaint. So he can buy something that's essentially done, and then make it look completely different for a very minimal amount of of money. To where someone like us who doesn't know how to paint that would cost five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars depending on on what it was. So um, yeah, I've always told him like he's he's got a really good. Uh, he can see things that when they're done mm-hmm. so he can go out and buy like a truck off Craigslist, even just lower it, put it on some cool wheels. And then, cause he likes the, the design process of it. Yeah. Rather than the having owning, them. Yeah. Having rather them. than owning it. And he even said though, like that whole process of his, uh, with the F one fifty trade and all that was not to keep the Tacoma. Cause he doesn't, he didn't love the Tacoma. Mm-hmm. It was, he could, he knew he could sell it, and then that would complete the sale of his F one fifty almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's just part of the process of his deal going down yeah. all that. Because again, like that's the thing is like everybody kind of has their own deal going on, you know. So you really, it's hard to say exactly, you know, how how the deal should go down because everybody has their own own thing going on. Yeah, and that, like if you think about it, um, so if you if you have a truck that's worth fifty or sixty grand, like his F one fifty was, it's hard to get. So like not everyone has 50 or 60 grand to spend mm-hmm. or can get a loan. So sometimes you have to, he broke it down. Basically he's like, well, if I get half cash plus this truck, then I can take that truck, put this much money into it and then flip it for this much money. Then I'll get my 50 or right. 60 grand that I wanted to, you know? So, so he's just kind of thinking like two or three steps ahead of the game. Yeah. Makes, makes complete sense. And he, and like, uh, kind of the, to go with it, like he, that Tacoma turned out pretty, pretty dope. Like it turned out oh, pretty cool, big time. Yeah, and like I liked right it before, too. but he definitely made it like really nice. Do you yeah, want to say who went, got it? Or yeah, yeah, our uh, another guy in our club, this uh, cheesy Ryan Camera. Yeah, so yeah, which is cool ca- because that, that truck kind of stays in the club. Another cool truck stays in the club. 
Yeah, well, no regrets to Forbidden. Yeah, kind of like, like we were talking uh, last week with with Hymet, like how you know Forbidden and No Regrets is so like kind of like not connected. Is connected the right word? Like just it's it there's inter, it, intertwined. It's always been a thing. Like these two clubs have always been a thing. You know. So yes, yeah, it was really yes, cool. That's for sure. But so he, so it started even before this Mazda that he got um, when it when we really started talking about values of trucks and the reason mm-hmm. some are more expensive than the other because he there's a Mitsubishi that Trey Five Customs built way back in the day a silver. And oh, red that's one. right. Yeah. So he, um, sorry, I have to turn my thing off. Um, he went. That truck was raffled off. By Trey Five. Oh, I forgot um, about that. It was, yeah. Yep. And I forgot about that. Florida. It went to Florida, and then it, someone bought it from Florida. And so Dave loves... God dang it. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I was running into some little issues kind of doing stuff. I'm just... I'm getting text messages through my computer. Oh. Uh, um, okay, so... Anyways, so that truck is now in San Antonio, and the guy had it for sale for like $20,000. Mm. And it's a... You know, it's a former SEMA truck. It was a frame-off build, all this stuff. But even Jeremy, you know, will tell you, he goes, that's not... It was when he first started building trucks. Mm. So there's a lot of things that need to be redone. He said the steering wasn't right. The the, the front suspension wasn't right. The rear hydraulics didn't really... Um, weren't really built right, you know? He goes, so I told Dave all this, and Dave was like, well, it's still worth a lot of money because the, all the interior's done, all the stereo's done, the whole engine compartment's done, you know, and most of the paint, the body's already straight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with like, you know, where we're going with all this is like the prices of things are so high with mini trucks mm-hmm. now, but sometimes you have to think about the long-term gain, mm-hmm. you know, I, and like 20 grand for that truck is, is crazy, but maybe like 12 or 13, but even at 12 or 13,000, it's just like, wh- yeah. why? Remember when cover trucks were like you, we called it the ten thousand dollar thing because a cover truck was instantly ten grand. Yeah, yeah, and now that's yeah. now that's a cheap truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like uh, when you're buying something, you know. He broke it down to me because I was like, Dave, that's it's that's not a good deal. That's too much money. It's not. It's a Mitsubishi. It's not a desirable brand. It's not. You know, and I th- always think of resale and 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 all that stuff. And I'm thinking of resale because I know he's going to resell it eventually. But, mm-hmm. Um. That's interesting because, like, if he bought it for twenty, and then what? What could you get for like what? What? What is the the the, the selling price for that? And I understand like a lot of this stuff is, and it kind of relates to like other because I I have other collectibles as you know like I collect comics and I collect like little things here and there, mm-hmm. and you know the idea is like always oh, this is worth X amount of money, but then the the retort is always well it's only worth what people are going to pay. So is that how we arrived here is like these prices aren't because they're arbitrary. There, there's no like it's not like back in the day when, as I've said before, like my family had a used car lot. So we would buy and sell a lot of cars. And there was actually a book called The Old Cars Price Guide. And it would mm. break down each car by year by model exactly what is worth. And then it would have a, you know, good, fair, poor, you know, rating. And it could give you a pretty good assessment on what exactly what cars are worth. There's nothing like that for this, what we do. So all of this is mm-hmm. like arbitrary and just people have, have decided that that's what these things are, are worth. So like, my question is, is like, are these prices that we're paying right now only a, uh, a byproduct of what people are willing to pay and people are willing to pay a lot of money for these things? 
I think so. And I think the other part of the equation um, is one, the value of the truck stock, right? Okay. So if you look at, well, say for that Mitsubishi truck, for example, like if you go on Craigslist or whatever, if you're, if you want a Mitsubishi truck, they're hard to find. Um, they didn't make as many as the other trucks. They're hard to find in good condition. You're not going to find in Rick replaceable uh, interior parts. There's not like a junkyard that's dedicated to Mitsubishi or D50 trucks. So it's rare, right? But it's also one and it's not, it's not desirable, mm-hmm. right? So that, so it's rare, but it, which takes the value up, but it's not desirable. So it brings the value mm-hmm. right back down to where a Toyota truck, for example, which is probably the most desirable mini truck, whether you like them or it's your favorite or it's not your favorite. Which we talk about often on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's look at a Tacoma. Let's look at the late 90s Tacomas. They're a stock Tacoma with 200 and something thousand miles on it that's in good shape is five to eight thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's in so, and that's in okay shape. <laughs> like, a, 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 funny enough, I've seen trucks where it's all like uh, a 90, 98 uh, Tacoma extra cab. You know, 300,000 miles, body's pretty straight, 4,800 them all. Oh, that's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? But then you have to think about, like, what do you want to do to the truck? Do you just want to lower it? Do you want to bag it? Like, what is your end goal? And I think when mini trucks, when the prices of mini trucks were a lot cheaper is because the work was a lot cheaper. Mm. If you go to try to get a, a truck bagged in four-link now, it there is no there is no, because it's a mini truck, it's cheaper to work on. Right, Mm -hmm. because it's the same. It's the same as building a hot rod. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. The labor hours are the same. Mm -hmm. And there's not a million shop. There's not a million shops doing them anymore. Where back? Oh, that's a good point. You know what was it? um, Early two thousands. Early two thousands when there was fifteen shops just in the Inland Empire and Orange County bagging trucks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point. I didn't think of that. That there are very, very, very few shops that actually do work. And, um, you know, we spoke about this before, about like kind of the economy of this, of the scene and what we do. And that economy has uh, matured over the years because, you know, in the early 2000s with 50 shops all, you know, vying to try to bag people's rides, you know, you're the the i guess the supply was high the demand was low kind of thing mm-hmm. and now it's the other yeah. way around and also shops have matured in the fact that like they're not going to be doing a back half on your truck for 1500 bucks anymore they're like it's, no, they it's x amount of hours we charge this much yeah. per hour and then this is what it costs yeah exactly and even and and good luck sometimes even trying to find a shop that's going to work on it yeah yeah i know <laughs> i struggle with that you know myself because you know i like uh, i'm mechanically inclined but i'm not a fabricator by any means or a, a, i'm a real mechanic by any means so when stuff happens and now so not only does stuff happen to these vehicles like i actually am actually i'm taking the forerunner to a mechanic tomorrow to get uh, a gas tank situation worked out um but the thing is, is not only am I taking it to this mechanic who is a mechanic and knows how to work on cars, but now I'm taking him this really exotic, I guess is the right word, like thing that he has to work on. You know, it's not just like dropping a stock gas tank, you know, it's like mm-hmm. dropping a fuel cell. And now, you know, so now not only do you have to find people who are mechanically inclined, but they're also mechanically inclined and knowledgeable, knowledgeable about these, you know, very intricate things. Yeah. Yeah, which all, all uh, adds up makes the price go up. That's that's what yeah, that's the point that I, I'm trying I, to get to. And I think the biggest thing that's making that that's gonna, the prices are not going to ever come back down, and that has nothing to do with 
quote unquote inflation or or whatever. It purely has to do with supply mm-hmm. and, and the demand. Truck, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because the demand is naturally going to even if the demand uh, stayed flat, the supply is going to keep going down. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's going to create this natural sub, like uh, supply and demand issue mm-hmm. because many trucks don't last like. Um, some other trucks do. So if you had a, a Toyota pickup or a Mazda pickup, whatever it is, sitting in a field, depending on what part of the country, that truck's mm-hmm. going to disappear. The the sheet metal isn't as thick like it is on, you know, like the Chevy or Ford trucks where they can, it's like, it's it's mm-hmm. uh, it'll last longer. Those trucks are gone. You don't you see them around Southern California and Arizona in the Southwest. You still see Nissan hard bodies driving around and old Toyotas driving around. But if you go to certain other parts of the country. Yeah. You could look at a 2008 Chevy yeah, truck and the bed's yeah, rotting yeah. off. You well, know I, mean, I mean, that's so. been a thing, you know, forever as far as like, you know, West Coast cars, Southwest cars are always cleaner than anything back East. But also, that's a great point. Um, but also the the fact of the matter is, is like when people were buying old cars, like trucks, I guess this works for old trucks as well, but old cars, like people were buying old cars that were, they were just used to a certain point and then discarded for like families and stuff. But mm-hmm. with mini trucks specifically, a lot of them are used for work trucks. So not only are they used to the point of not using them anymore, they've been like really used to the point of not, you know? Yeah. And they were, yeah. And, and they were usually bought mm-hmm. second or third hand. So they're really beat up because you, you don't, you don't buy a Nissan hard body, um, if you're not going to do what we do with them, you're not going to really take, there's no reason to like. Exactly. Yeah. For a regular it, dude who's going to work and, and using it, it as a work truck, there's no reason to keep it nice. They're just using it to, to for their no, purpose. And the, the, yeah. And the other bit, the other thing, the West coast, yes, there is like uh the things last longer as far as metal and stuff, but with all the emissions laws, someone that has a, they bought a truck for, you know, three or four grand to work with once it needs Oh yeah, new, just a new like, catalytic converter or new whatever. Mm-hmm. The trucks, it's done. It's gonna go into the junkyard. They're not gonna spend more than mm-hmm. what it costs to keep it going. So there is that part of it too, and uh, so these trucks are gonna go. They're just gonna become more valuable. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, it's just, I yeah, it's just because it's it's so it's the same, but it's a lot different because it's the same in the fact that. This is like, I'm pretty sure people were having conversations, not like in a podcast form like in this, but people were having conversations, you know, in the 70s and 80s and 90s about buying old cars. Like, they're like, why is why is this, you know, 63 C10 worth so much money? You know, you see what I'm saying? Maybe that's a, maybe that's a bad uh, <laughs> example. It's hard. It's, it's hard to compare the two because older cars... Um, they're they're simple. They're cheap mm-hmm. to keep running, uh, depending on if you you know what I mean. That they don't have the emissions. You know the pre seventy four like in California, and then same without here. Like you don't have to mess with any of that stuff. So keeping those makes more sense, rather because you can still register it. You can still do this, but you can't do that with a nineties pickup truck. No, that's a really really great point. I didn't really consider that the emissions thing. Um, I wonder. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm like I'm, I'm kind of like process what you're saying because that that makes a yeah. to, that makes a ton of sense that you know all the these cars with emissions and stuff like that. Once that stuff starts going bad, that it it just it it presents yeah, a lot more problem is what I'm trying to say. 
yeah, because cars made in the 80s and cars made in the 90s are essentially, they were like throwaway cars. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah, that's right. unless, you know, but unless it was a desirable model, like the Honda Civics are really desirable still. But um, aren't those essentially just throwaway cars too? Because those are just commuter cars that people. They were just, they were just commuter cars, but in the late 90s, they were collectible cars for kids. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. you, you could say that they were, they were, they were a hundred percent more popular than mini trucks. Oh yeah, I would say yeah, definitely. You know, and and, and so those kids that were sixteen, seventeen, eighteen that had those, they'll uh, they might um, they're they're buying those up now too. So the values of a Honda Civic are, depending on what year, depending on what trim, mm-hmm. are astronomical. Like if when we um, when we moved into this house, we were trying to keep our budget low, so we went and bought a used four door ninety eight Honda Civic, mm-hmm. and the ninety fives. I think yeah, ninety fives to two to ninety nine Honda Civics cost more money than the two thousands to two thousand fives, just because of the those, trim, or just the, the, the yeah they were they were more popular though those they looked better, um, they were more they had more style, they were just so they were more customizable like people wanted to customize those mm-hmm. versus the later years, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you know you get into trims with the Hondas like the VTEC trims and the EX trims and the SI trims, like, yeah, just go search on Craigslist or search around. I, I was finding mint four door, four door DX Honda Civics, which is like a lower trim. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I remember specifically finding one in San Bernardino that was garage kept with 60 or 70,000 miles wow. on it. And it was, that was about 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? Um, the, the thing on Instagram, the Japanese classics page where they're oh, importing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Those are so sick. Like uh, I saw, and uh, I saw a Forerunner. It was like a '97, '98 Forerunner, super clean, and it was a diesel. Yep. Right? They're all right-hand drive because they're all Japanese import cars. But then, like, even that, like it, that, the price for that was like sixteen grand for that thing. And even yeah. that's a good. That's not a bad price actually, for a it's for not. an SUV, a clean SUV Toyota. You know, sixteen grand. That's that's pretty. That's a pretty decent price. It is, but I mean, sixteen grand. You can go and find like a, uh, you know, like a newer Tacoma, like a newer model Forerunner for sixteen grand. You know, like a two thousand five, oh, two thousand six. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. know, versus that old one. But so those are those are like more collectibles and stuff. There's a Toyota out here. I'll try to find photos of it. It's been a while, but it was on Craigslist, and it, it was a '80s Toyota. I think it was four wheel drive. But anyways, it was almost fifty grand. Fifty. Yeah, it had this crazy digital dash. Um, it was in mint, mint condition and it was a factory turbo factory, AC factory power windows. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look at Barrett Jackson that it was two or three years ago that Mazda sold for 20, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so we're getting to that crossroads where what's more valuable, a factory stock older, uh, compact truck or SUV versus a highly modified one that is that is a great uh that is a great conversation to have because like it's always been historically that customized cars are worth less but now is it is that still the case because like i mean just to to kind of like tie this whole conversation together the, the price of building one is going up so the price of the customization is going up because like it used to be the the old trope has always been that like we're dumping so much money into these trucks that are worthless 
you know, but now yeah. it seems like it's starting to like level off to where it is actually not a bad investment to be putting money into something like this or mm -hmm. the right truck. Because like you said, the right, yeah. building and a Tacoma right is more is better than building like an S10. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it, and it, it also depends on the crowd, too, you know, mm -hmm. or the the um, the type of person, because there still is a. There's a market for aft, for like a modified S10s, but there's really not a market for like stock S10s. Oh yeah, so that kind of kind of flies in its own face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's is there even a market it, for modified S10s? I feel like no one really messes with S10s yeah, anymore. Yeah, like square like square body S10s. Oh, square bodies. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like those ones. Um, and then there's rare trim S10s, like um, rare trim S10. V not rare trim, but desirable trim. Okay. So there's uh, manual V6s. Mm -hmm. Like those trucks scoot. Those trucks are a blast to drive because the that's a four point three V six, which is essentially of the same as the LS or the V eight, not the LS, but the V eight with the front two cylinders cut off. Mm -hmm. So you can still buy like front drive kits. You can buy superchargers for them. You can buy all this stuff. So yeah, it just depends on who you are. But I think overall, the probably the Toyotas are are definitely the more desirable. But here's another here's another thing to think about uh -huh. too. And I learned that I learned this by working in the at, at at the different shops that um, are building the Chevys and stuff, time. So if you go to a, a, a shop right now, say Tray 5, and you say, I want you to build me this C10. Here's it, here it is. It's a stock one. I want you to put it on a chassis, put a new motor in it and stuff. They can't even get to it for a year, mm -hmm. maybe a year and a half. And I think that's what drives like Barrett-Jackson prices up on those because you get it right now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait. You just like, oh, I want that. That that's what I want essentially. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to buy it right now. So you're paying for the, the the time as well. It's that that you're going to save. So that's like the next bracket of of talking points that I have here is buying finished trucks versus building trucks. And this kind of goes back to the topic of the built not bought thing. But I think mm -hmm. the previous topic of the built not bought was sort of like the nuances of it, like the the the. Um, What's what am I trying to say? Like the fundamental, like which one is better kind of thing or like, you know, is it are you a, more of a builder if you build it? Like that was a whole separate conversation. I think how it applies yeah, yeah, yeah. to this conversation is exactly what you said. Does it make more financial sense to purchase a truck that's already finished or build one yourself? And you hit it off the bat with that time. Like that is a huge factor in it is, is mm -hmm. the time to have it built. Because honestly, it, you know, we have to be very honest with ourselves. There's something, sometimes things go into a shop and they spend years and years and years in that shop. You know, sometimes they just don't, sometimes they don't come yeah, out. Sometimes they don't, they don't <laughs> even get finished. They get, you know, shoved yeah, away. I, yeah. So if you're going to say you're going to find a reputable shop that's go, like, we'll say Fat Fabs, right? Mm -hmm. So you, because um, uh, Dave got back to Baco Dave, he was going to buy a uh, factory turbo Toyota. And he, so he called up the guys at Fat Fabs and said, Hey, how much to build a chassis for this? You know, and it was double the price of the, what the truck was going to be. So, but you knew it was going to get done, right? So you knew it was going to go in there. Mm -hmm. It was going to get done. And it was so that, but that, so you, but you can go and find a truck that may not necessarily be done, but it's already to the point where you were going to pay this shop X amount of dollars to do that. Mm -hmm. So you've are, you've saved six months to a year's worth of time, and you've saved money because you're not going to get that money back out of it. Mm -hmm. So that do you think 
what is your opinion on on worth versus worth? So if you went to a shop, okay, so my truck, for example, and I was going to bring mm-hmm. this up because I, I I'm going to bring up something that we talked about a few years ago, and then we're going to re- I'm going to revisit that question in today's current oh, time. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I, I have X amount of dollars in my truck, which the taboo thing I'm not good to disclose exactly. I was going to. I have it all written down, but maybe I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I have X amount of dollars into my truck. And one time I asked you, just out of curiosity, I said, what do you think I could sell the 4Runner for? And you mm-hmm. said, uh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said at the time it was probably worth about 12. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah really? I said, well, what do you think Joey's 4Runner? Joey, uh, NorCal Joey from our club who has the green 4Runner, which is body dropped. Um, you said that that's probably worth 15 and I was like, well, so the body drop, like that's the difference is the body drop. So now, now talking with that now, how do you feel about, how do you feel about that now? Same thing. You think that those are worth the exact same prices or no, 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 uh, yeah. not price wise, <laughs> yeah. but well, okay. But I, I guess I should have clarified. That's like a two part question. One, do you yeah, feel yeah, the so. difference is the same? And one, do you feel those prices are still the same? I feel the price gap is still the same because most, most people that, who are not Frank <laughs> want their, <laughs> go ahead, want their trucks body dropped. It's the, if you're going to spend a lot of money to get your suspension done, there is zero reason to see your frame under that suspension. And right? I, I will, I will have my retort. So go ahead. Yeah. I'll edit it out. Cause it won't, it doesn't matter anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically if you're going to spend, uh, if you're going to spend all that money, the, the price difference isn't astronomical to where you like where you want it. So if you're like, all right, it's going to cost X amount of dollars to to put front suspension and back and four link it and all this stuff and build a new floor and all this stuff to get it to lay frame. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to cost a little bit more or however much to, to, to put it on the body. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to skip right over that because they already want it body dropped. Mm-hmm. So if they're out there and you, and you have both your trucks parked next to each other and someone has cash in hand to buy, they're going to buy Joey's. That's 99.5% of the time. Two reasons. There's still more room in his back seat oh, well, than yours, and his is body dropped. <laughs> now you're getting into the. Now you're nitpicking. Now you're nitpicking. But I was talking about about this versus that kind of thing. No, I know. I just remember the time I jumped in your back seat. Like I remember, I opened because I've ridden in the back seat of Joey's Forerunner around summer. Oh yeah, so stuff, cruising around a hundred times. And I remember, oh, I opened the back of your Forerunner door to jump in, and you go, it, "There's not a lot of room." And I like, I'm like, "Why?" And I jumped in. I was like. <laughs> Oh, I can't fit in this thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not. It's a little tight back there. It's a little tight back yeah. there. Uh, but so, well, that's another story for another that's day. another story for another day. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, 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 no. I I totally get what you're what you're saying there. But so my retort to that is, and it goes right back to the time thing. So um, and I'm I'm only talking from my personal experience. So mm. taking my truck to to go get it done. I wanted, I just wanted it bagged. I, I wasn't interested in getting it body dropped because yes, it's the same. I mean, the same front suspension, it's the same rear suspension, but you know, having to like, and I'm sure it's different for everybody, but like having to order yeah. the frame rails and then putting it on a jig and like building the frame and getting it to where it can go back onto the body was exponentially longer than what I did. Cause what I did was just replacing the front suspension, replacing the rear suspension, using the stock frame, and then putting it back under the truck. Now, yeah. the person who built it might be listening and say like, well, no, there's it's it's much different, which 
it might be because I don't I'm not a fabricator. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. the fact of the matter is, is, is my truck did get done faster, in my opinion, than it would have got done being body dropped. So like that, that was, I think in your situation, a hundred percent, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's it just, it's different in everyone's, in everyone's thing. But if we're talking about cost wise, mm-hmm. you pull your truck up, you pull Joey's truck up. They're both the same truck, but one of them is body dropped. One of them is not. And you want to talk about like cost factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, to throw a, a number at it, I would say like 25 grand. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is like the number for, for either truck. And maybe someone will be, maybe Joey, maybe like you put 25 grand on both trucks mm-hmm. and then, and then someone's going to wheel and deal more with you versus with Joey. So they're going to be like, well, this truck has more and he wants 25. Your truck has a little less. So I'll give you 22. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe they're worth they They might be worth the same in the grand scheme of things, but the negotiation factor is in your truck. Yeah, that's true. And uh, uh, kind of like a side note, too. I remember almost exactly a year ago, we were sitting uh, at uh, the Awakening up in Oregon. And um, someone asked me, like, just randomly on Instagram. They're like, what would you sell your truck for? Like, I forget what they said. They're like, oh, I'm looking for a truck like yours. What would you sell yours for? I said, well, it's not for sale. But you know what? If uh, I wouldn't let it go for any less than 30. And I just mm. threw that out there just as a total like, okay, you know. But now here we are, <laughs> you know, that's not too freaking far off. So it's crazy it's and, it, and crazy in the last it, year, how much things can change. Cause I told you, like well, I told you about that conversation and we all had a good laugh, you know, but here yeah. we are. Well, here's the thing too. I think it was even, your truck was even worth more than that back when we had that conversation. But in the last probably few months, me and you have had these conversations about the prices of trucks and I'll tell you something and you're just like, Jesus, that's so much money. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a gap between when you were de- wheeling and dealing your your mini trucks, mm-hmm. and then you got your Forerunner, and then now, right? There oh, was yeah. a gap where you That's weren't you weren't in the market years. for anything. Yeah, you weren't in the market for anything. So the market changed with you not even paying attention. Yeah, that's to right. It. And then same with me. I wasn't in the market for anything. So now, I'm just comparing ten years ago prices to now prices, where it actually has crept up. You know, if people are paying attention. So that's why, like Dave, someone who's been buying and selling trucks he's way more keen this entire time i'm like oh my god that's where that's a lot of money he goes oh it's it's worth it Mm -hmm. and then he breaks it down to me and he talks about how much time it's going to take to to do paint and body do suspension do this or do interior like the amount of money you're going to spend on interior alone Mm -hmm. is it's a lot of money because interior it's the same way it's like it's still a lot of money no matter what it is Mm mm-hmm whether it's a C10 or a 57 Chevy or a 64 Impala or a 95 Toyota pickup. Mm-hmm. It's the you same know, amount the, the of work sh- to, to put to put interior yeah, in, sh- a, in a hot rod and put it in a mini truck. Is this, yeah, it's the exact the, same the amount sh- of work. Yeah, the shop isn't going to look at it and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to charge you less because it's, it's only this. Yeah. It's a mini truck. And they're, like we should be grateful for that as mini truck. Oh, yeah, for sure that the prices are now. Yeah. It sucks sometimes that you can't find deals on stuff anymore, but it, it's like, um, I think then that's, I, you, that's a really great point. I think that's for the betterment of the entire scene, you know, because yeah. like it, it allows us to, to mature and grow. And I always talk about, I go back to shops and how important shops are not only to build these things, but to 
I've said this many times before, is the economy, the economy, the economy of all this thing going on. Because without the shops building the trucks that get sold, or even the people building them at their house, even the people building trucks to eventually sell them to build something else keeps this this whole thing going. And while mm-hmm. that, and, and, it, and it ripples out to even to what we do, because if people are out there building trucks to sell to other people, to build more trucks, to go to shows that show promoters put on who have us come to the shows and film and, and then vendors come to the show to set up booths. I mean, it's, it all ties together, you know, and, and it it's, does. and it's hard for, you know, you have some people out there who are like, uh, people should be building their own trucks and, you know, people who buy trucks or, or, you know, so-and-so whatever, like it's, it, it, you can't say that because it's, yeah. it's this economy. It is. And, and people that build stuff in the garage, we've talked about it before. It's, it's not, it's fine because a lot of people just enjoy, enjoy it. And they're completely knowledgeable. They just do it. And it's, it's like, they enjoy that process of building the truck and uh, they're knowledgeable in it and they do it on the weekends and they do it with their buddies or they, they that's what they do as they're like uh hobby or like, know. like, the, yeah, you know, I mean, it's all a hobby for us. That's how they, that's how they wind down from right. work is they go in the garage and they, and they work on their truck. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome because in that aspect, you're gonna you and I always bring it back. Goes always goes back to money because doesn't everything really go back oh, to yeah. money? Like you should feel confident buying something. Like if you're spe- like you go to a Tacoma and you're like, oh, it's so much money, and you're like, why is it so much money? Well, it know that in your head, it's not going to go down in value. It's only going to go up. Mm-hmm. So the confidence is there when you're buying these things that that you are now. It's be it's almost an investment. Yeah. So you have to financially be smart about it like like you can go and buy so tacomas were made from 95 and a half to 2004 the 2001 to 2004s seem to be more desirable because they they all have the same motor they all have essentially it's essentially the same exact truck but they have different uh front ends Mm -hmm. and um stuff like that and i think in the interior was is is upgraded too in those but you can save money and buy a 97 or a 96 and just change the front end. Right. You know, so you, you can definitely, if you're out there and you're kind of like, ah, oh, that's so expensive for this 2003, well, go look for a 96. Yeah. You know, and yeah, there's definitely still then, ways to, to get out there and find yeah. deals and make stuff happen, you know, within the, within your, within your capability and within your budget and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so still it's on this bit about like the built not bought buying trucks you know finished so we're we're kind of like you know leaning towards the fact that you know buying finished trucks is is a viable thing because you're you're getting some that was so so far we've said that you're saving time you know mm-hmm. um we still really didn't get into like exactly if you're going to save money or not buying a finished truck because that's debatable mm-hmm. because you know is the product worth you know the same after it's done or if it's not but also the next thing to discuss is is having something built and buying something finished is the, the work, the unknown work. So, but if you were to buy Mm. a truck that you knew was built like bio or fat fabs, like, you know, you're getting a quality Mm. truck, but what Mm. about the many, many, many other trucks out there that look finished that are finished, but are questionably done. So like that's, that's that weird space you're in, you know? Yeah. And the price is going to reflect that because, because they're going to get, they're going to get beat down on their price. So if you see, something that that's l- way less money you're like man that seems like a really good deal i wonder why it's a really good deal mm-hmm. and then you get there it's like 
you get there and look at it and you're just like, oh, now I know why. Because everyone that's looked at this, looked at this vehicle for sale knows that they're going to have to maybe replace a motor, maybe redo the front suspension. Or the back, yeah. You know, yeah, because like Tacomas, again, they're the front suspension on Tacomas, if you don't do them right, they're going to break. Yeah. And so if you go walk up to a Tacoma and you see that it's they're using cups like a S10 to back the front, I would stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Unless unless the price was reflective of the 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 money I'm gonna have to put in to redo that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that and that adds again to the like the um like making like making deciding what these trucks are worth. Mm. You know? Yeah, and you decide what it's worth to you. Cause you it could be in the moment where you you're like, Well, this Tacoma, the I know how to do suspension, but I don't know how to do paint. So this truck's already painted. But the suspension I can redo. Uh-huh. Or if you know how to do paint and not suspension like Dave, mm-hmm. he looks at a truck and goes, that the body's straight on this. I could scuff this truck up and paint it for super cheap. Mm-hmm. And the suspension's the already done. And the and the suspension's done, but but yeah, exactly. So the suspension is fine. And mm-hmm. so that makes sense for him. So it all but if you don't know if you don't know anything, if you don't know how to do tinker with suspension, if you don't know how to do paint and body, you have to think about like those are going to be very expensive things, depending on how, how what you want this truck to look like. Right, and then yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then that's up to the person to look at it and go, okay, so if I bought this truck and possibly the front end needs to be redone and mm-hmm. it still needs to be painted and it needs interior, so then why don't you start with the stock truck? Like that's another yep. that's another issue that yeah, comes it, up. It is. And that's why then that, but essentially that's the values of the stock trucks go up because there's not very many of them left Mm -hmm. in good condition. Like for example, my 97 Tacoma, when I have a garbage can in my garage full of random interior parts, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but when I get that truck back, I have actually been like, uh, looking at buying almost like a full truck just to get interior out of it. Okay. You know, like if I, if I find a truck that's like, Usually the interior is not in good in great shape, but if I found a truck that the interior was like full, all there, mm-hmm. and it was like say two grand because the motor was blown or that was in a wreck, mm-hmm. I would buy that truck just for the interior. Because if I'm trying to hunt down interior, the time it's going to take me and the money it's going to take me to find all that, it's not it doesn't make sense because I could have it right then and there. Right. You know that brings up an interesting point, and this is kind of like going off on a different tangent, but I think it's for for. <clears throat> For your truck specifically, I think it might be worth bringing up. Have you ever heard of the uh, my father's axe paradox or the ship paradox? No. You never heard of that. Uh-uh. So the the paradox goes let's like like the ship paradox. Actually, let's use the, like, the the my father's axe paradox. So your dad gives you an axe that was a family heirloom, but it's kind of beat up. Mm-hmm. So you decide that like oh the handle's kind of beat up, so I'm gonna change the handle, and you put a new handle on it. And then you go along, and then the blade is kind of falling apart. You know, the blade is kind of falling apart, so I think I'm going to change the blade. And then you change the blade. Well, is that still your father's axe, or is that a different axe? And I say that for your truck, because you you got a new cab for it, right? Uh, I do have a new cab, but we haven't decided what we're going to use it. But let's say, yes, we're going to use the new cab. Uh-huh. So, so what, at what point was it your old Tacoma to where now it's just a different Tacoma? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've thought of that too, especially with uh, a lot of the older trucks that I've seen. I mean, uh, Premier Street Rods there in Lake Havasu, mm-hmm. they make um, GM approved 
cabs. Oh, that for like that the, one was at our show. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you can buy. So say you go buy an old GM truck, and you're like, oh, this cab is completely gone. I'm gonna buy this new cab and set it on this frame. Well, the frame. Say you buy a GSI frame. So now you have a GSI frame, a new cab, a, a, a new bed sides. You didn't put the same. Like, what part of that truck is the truck that you bought? Right. Especially if it's a sentimental thing. That's know? and that's like, why I use that the, paradox. The, the, my father's axe thing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that that is pretty funny. I think of the old rat rods too. Yeah. Where they just use the cowl just to get the oh, bin, yeah. just to register it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, and that's been a thing since forever. They've always been yeah. making repot parts, and now the, that's becoming more and more like a thing. Because I mean, we both follow uh, Cali Boy, Cali Boy Trader, mm. and I'm sure a lot of the people who are watching do too. And I'm just I every day I I tune in and just I'm looking at all these rides, and I'm just blown away by like, you know. It's it, like you're saying. It sometimes it's just the tub of a '64 convertible, the convertible part, yeah. and it, you know, and and then they have like a '62 Impala rag, literally half gone, and they're like, okay, this is ten grand. <laughs> I know, and I don't know if it's maybe just above mine or our pay grade, because when you get to these certain vehicles, certain things matter that are original, mm-hmm. even though the rest isn't, or. Or something, you know what I mean? Like, oh, is that an original two-wheel drive versus four-wheel drive? Or is that original this or that? You know, even though you've, like you said, just the the tub makes it more valuable because it's the original tub. Mm-hmm. Even though everything's been replaced around it. My theory is, this is my theory. My theory is, is as we go, as we get farther along and these cars become less and less attainable, like I think about the tens of thousands of 64 Impalas that have been rebuilt. So mm-hmm. they're very plentiful back. I, I hate using this from back of the day, but let's just say back in the day, they were very plentiful and people were taking those and they were restoring them. Well, now you have this whole, like, um, what's the right way to put it? You have all of these cars that have been restored. Well, they're not going to get like unrestored. So you're not, you're not going to find ones that are not restored. So I'm wondering if that's why these things that are so dilapidated are worth something because they're not built cars already. Yeah, and I think that's exactly it. Uh, because you ha- since it was so long ago, so you say a 64 Impala, and then it was, um, you know, it ran its course, the motor blew, it, it, whatever happened to it, and then someone got it in the 70s and then redid it, restored it in the 70s or the 80s. That's a completely different restoration than now. The, 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 mm. Oh the, yeah, as far as quality, so you see these like these cars that have been restored in the eighties that have are now being re restored mm-hmm. or re updated. That was the, the the next thing that I was going to say. So like, where I think we're going to get to a point, even with mini trucks and stuff like that, like we're going to get to a point where you're not going to go find a car that's not restored and then restore it. What you're going to do is you're going to go find a car that has been restored and then you're going to re-restore it. And I think that's going to be like the next thing. So like, you're not going to find, you know, Cali boy on, on the Cali boy trader, or I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, anyway, you're not going to find like a, um, like a 64, we 64 Impala, I guess a lot for an example, you're not going to find an unrestored 64 Impala. What it's going to be advertised is, uh, like you said, 80s restoration, ready to go to be re-restored. <laughs> yeah, you know? and that's I, I remember when I worked at this uh, shop, like a body shop, 
long, long time ago, and it was all hot rods and stuff. And they would, a lot of the stuff that was built in the late seventies and early eighties used like Volvo suspension or mm-hmm. or Mustang two, mm-hmm. because Mustang two suspension came on Pino, so it was super easy to get, and it usually bolted right in and and uh, did its thing. But that stuff today is not up to to par, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to re- you have to change it out with all the with all the good stuff they make now. And I think you're exactly right with the, with the mini trucks is eventually the only thing left will be modified ones that need to be the, remodified, remodified. Mm-hmm. And then, so say if you got, say if you bought a, a Mazda and it had shaved taillights and you're like, I don't want shaved taillights where you're going to, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You, you can't find a bed. It's going to be hard to find a bed, a stock bed. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to buy another truck just for the bed or yeah. something like that so and, yeah, and that's it. like the situation you're in with your tacoma basically yep yeah you know yeah speak speaking of my tacoma yeah i'm gonna get it soon i think yeah and bring it back yeah yep i gotta talk to sean where nice. it's at and just and to have him get it into a roller because there's a lot of changes that are happening on this side of the spectrum uh, which I will go over in a f- separate vlog video soon. Nice. Well, you I'm you brought about. up if this episode comes out after the Jaime episode, you brought up in in Jaime's episode that you the wheels you picked up. Yep, got the wheels for it. So that Mazda that Dave bought. Well, so Dave Baco Dave had the Tacoma that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Sold it to Cheesy, and then Dave went and looked at the Mitsu in Texas. Didn't buy it on the way home. Stopped here in Arizona, and bought a Mazda from Tom Jenkins, the guy that has far from losing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, took that back to Bakersfield, and it was basically a frame off. He had to take the everything off and and redo this. But uh, the wheels on it were uh, Anki LM ones, which are like, but my my favorite wheels of all time are the Alba Banks, and that's my, those are my second favorite wheels of all time. Yeah, they're just such yeah. a good looking wheel. Yeah. So and I think they look on '90s and 2000 early 2000s chrome wheels are weird because. They do, like, I think they look good on certain things, but not everything. Mm-hmm. So I think the LM ones look the best on Tacomas. Yeah. So I had a brand new set of 18s when I built my Tacoma a long time ago. Uh, sold them. Always regretted it. Wanted them back. And now I got 20s. So That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm stoked about it. But I just thought about that. I wonder if this episode's going to come out before Jaime's, because we talked about that on there, too. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Anywho. To- but so the one thing. <clears throat> so... Again, to go off on another thing to talk about, because, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how um, sometimes people get very nerded out on specific trims, whether it be Civics or anything like that, because I mm. do that with Mazdas, actually. Mm. I'm actually a Mazda nerd, and I've said this before. I've, I've had this, like, interesting relationships with Mazdas over the years, and um, it got to the point where I had a bunch of them. I had four or five of them at one time, and that's what I, I would nerd out on, like, little things, like... Um, my favorite thing to do is go to the junkyard and look for parts, but then also look at like, you know, sometimes there would be a uh, standard cab 2200, but it have a 26 I cluster in it for some reason, mm-hmm. or um, the 26 or are they the 26 eyes? Yeah. The 26 eyes had very specific like Chrome trimmer on the front bumper. So mm-hmm. that was always interesting to find those on like trucks that mm-hmm. weren't 2600 eyes. Um, I actually still have this, my last piece of Mazda thing that I own and I'll hold on to it maybe until I build another Mazda or whatever, is a Indonesian uh, valve cover. 
and I forget, it's so funny that I have it, but I forget the name, but in Indonesia, they call Mazda something else, as they mm-hmm. do a lot in different countries, they, they yeah. go by different names. So this Mazda valve cover is an Indonesian valve cover with the Indonesian uh, Mazda name on top of it. So, you know, I always, always nerd out about that kind of stuff. And the other thing I always nerd out about, and this goes back to my car lot days, buying and selling a lot of cars, I would get like super stoked finding vehicles that were built by shops like back in the day. <clears throat> One example is we, uh, my dad's all, hey, let's, we're going to go look at this Lincoln. And it was like a, it was a weird one. It was like a 70, like an early 70s Lincoln town car. So not Mm -hmm. like a really cool car, just this random car. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go look at it and I'm looking at it and it's like mildly custom and it's got like shaved door handles and it's got like some little touches. I'm like, this is kind of, this is not, so there's something up with this thing. So I start looking Mm -hmm. at it and I open the door and on the dash is a medallion from Barris Customs. So like hmm. every car that they would build, they put these medallions on them. And I was like, no way. This is a Barris custom car. So like it's always cool, like finding little stuff like that. There was another instance where I found a car. Um, it was like a 58 Oldsmobile. And uh, it had some work done by, uh, I forget the shop, but I was really stoked to find it. Um, and then just as another like little side story, one time I was in Hollywood and uh, I was walking around at this movie premiere. And I'm there, like, trying to, like, see what's going on. I'm, like, trying to get pictures and some stuff. And I take two steps back and, like, bump into this person. And I'm like, oh, hey, sorry about that. I turn around. And it's George Barris. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Just a random. I was like, I looked at him like, oh, hey, you're George Barris. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Luckily, you weren't the guy that knocked him down. What do you mean? He said he turned around and bumped into him. Who knocked him down? Did that, is that what killed him? No, I'm just saying, imagine if you knocked George Barris down. That would suck. I thought you were saying that like someone knocked no. him down and that's what killed him. Oh, anyway. no, no. I'm, I'm saying imagine if you turned around and this dude's on the ground and then you're like, oh, my bad. And it's George Barris. Like, man, I knocked over George Barris. <laughs> yeah. So that, that yeah, that's, that's an interesting little story that I had. But also, so back to the car thing. So when I built, when I, and I never, I don't like saying built, when, uh, when I curated the Forerunner, I made sure, because of all my past experiences like that, I made sure that when I built that, that, I wanted someone else to have those experiences. So like when it was at Sadistic Ironworks getting it done, I said, make sure you stick Sadistic wherever you want on this thing. So like Mm -hmm. if you look under it uh, on the front suspension, on the front uh, bag mounts, uh, the upper bag mounts, it says Sadistic. And if you were to drop the the fuel cell, and you can't even see this, if you drop the fuel cell and look at it, it says Sadistic on front of the fuel cell. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I took it to Alan to have it painted, I told him, I said, make sure you put, AK airbrushing or, or something in here that, that someone knows that you painted this thing. Yeah. Because like, I, I want that for like whoever finds it in like 20 years, you know, they're looking at this forerunner that's in someone's backyard and they're just like, Oh man, this is, this is actually, this is, there's something going on with this thing. And then they see like, Oh no shit. Mm-hmm. It was built by sadistic and all the, all this other stuff. So that was just a touch on that point that we made earlier about nerding out about stuff. And, you well, know, I think, um, when it comes to trim levels, uh, I love, I've, Trim levels are fun to me, um, not any of the any of the mini truck world, but also in the mini truck world, but just in the car world in general. Um, the the uh, trim levels and things like that are, are really fun, especially when you get into like like supercars and things like that. That's what mm-hmm. sets them apart is the trim levels because you can mm-hmm. order them in different ways and and whatever. But the the stories like you were talking about with uh, putting sadistic on there and like someone getting that truck in a couple of years or twenty years or thirty years and then going researching the history about it. I think that's insanely cool. 
Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just like, a neat like little fo- thing. Yeah, like following the journey of where was this car? There's a guy on YouTube and it, it's Vice Grip Garage and he goes and and gets old cars that have been sitting in fields. He gets them running and and his whole stick is. Does, oh the, yeah, he drives them like and he, home and he drives them home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean or whatever. But um, he, like his whole thing is just like keeping these things, not necessarily keeping them alive, but just the stories. Mm-hmm. Because if you think like what what makes me like the crazy thing to me is like the memories inside that truck, like your truck driving around Summer Madness and you and Angie having a blast and mm-hmm. you and your friends having a blast. Like there was so much going on in that moment, you know, in that moment in time. And then so imagine that truck sitting in a field mm-hmm. in 30 or 40 years and no like. It's almost like you go. You imagine it's like real quiet outside, and then you stick your head in the truck and you look around, and you can hear faint. <laughs> you can hear yeah. like Angie yelling at you, uh, really, really <laughs> yeah, faint. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you yeah. yelling, you yelling, and, and just uh, like that. So there's like that weird history that I yeah. think is is super cool. Like you look at a, uh, a an old Chevy truck sitting in the in a field, and you're just like, I wonder what happened in that truck. Mm-hmm. You know the all the, the the memories inside that thing. So yeah, no, that's really cool. That that's a really cool thing. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So leaving that those traces where people can kind of, especially now with social media, because someone gets that in thirty or forty years, they can research sadistic. They can research and there's there's AK, like the thing. and there's and they can go on YouTube and they can find like oh man my truck this truck was built there mm-hmm. or and it kind of does. It kind of does two things too. Like that's the like you know the romantic part of it that yeah, I'm yeah. setting it up for the future. But also to kind of like go into this conversation that we're having that backs some stuff up because how many times have you looked at like something and they're like, oh, this was built by you know bio, and mm. you're like, how do I know that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. There's there's definitely if you're, you're if you're a shop, you should be putting some sort of like mark on there or something like that. Yeah, like like you you're in the the comic book stuff and and, and I've been in the baseball card stuff and it's, you get like things um what is it called when you get them authenticated? Authenticated. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you can get your suspension authenticated. That be that be interesting <laughs> if there was like a whole like uh there's a there's just a whole like thing about authenticating trucks. <laughs> I know. But then <laughs> and builds um, and stuff. Uh, imagine the political the the political storm behind that. That's like, true, yeah. Oh, you you uh authenticated this from so this shop. This shop sucks and they don't yeah. do it this way. It's like <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Well, I mean that's just a whole I mean that's just a thing that happens all the time anyway. I mean that could be a whole another conversation by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like to watch it go down cuz I like to watch the drama happen. Yeah. On no, everybody media. does. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Do you think we, we got to the bottom of anything as far as no. like truck values or no, no, <laughs> we no. just talked about it. <laughs> if anyone has an interior for Tacoma, let me know. I need it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think there's too many variables and it goes back again to that whole gray area about, mm-hmm. um, so many different reasons and things make, the mm-hmm. outcome the way it is so if yeah you see it, so also just if you're gonna buy a truck that's uh that's like make it make sense to you financially i guess mm-hmm. you know so sit down and really think about where your money ha- is gonna go yeah and you know and that's uh, to tie into another conversation that we had about like planning when i started with the forerunner i knew that i wanted it to be you know done correctly and the first thing I did was just start talking to people like the first, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, 
the first person I talked to actually at the time was Jap from Freaks of Nature because at mm. the time, you know, he was having a lot of stuff built. And, you know, it's like, what can, what advice can you give me when I approach a shop on on what to do? You know, and he gave me some advice and, you know, I would talk to I think I'd talk to you probably. And, um, you know, that's it. Just start talking to people. Try put up a, put together a plan and how you're going to approach this, you know, rather than I think what happens to a lot of people is they go like just to the shop and they go, OK, here you go. You know, here's my deposit. Let me know what happens, you know, without yeah, that, asking that, that, any questions or. That's a whole nother story. Man. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> if we want, you go and you do your due diligence on everything, including, including shops. You know, mm-hmm. if something seems too cheap or, or whatever, you know, maybe want to find out why it's so cheap because yeah. your money is worth a lot to you and your time is worth more to you. So mm-hmm. it, it make sure it's going to, to where the vehicle is going to be. Yeah. Because all, everybody works super hard for their money. And they don't want to, and they want a return on it and they want it to be done correctly. So just take the time, ask a few questions, put some thought into it. That happens to me a lot. Like as much as I like went into that with a plan, a lot of the time in my life, I don't, I just go, Mm. I go do something. So I even have to tell myself sometimes like, hold on, stop, take a minute. Let's think about it. Let's talk it through. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk it through. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now. I wonder if, uh, (laughs) <laughs> I wonder if our listeners ever get frustrated with us. We're like at the beginning of the episode, we're like, we're going to talk about truck values. Like we're somehow going to get to the bottom of this. Right. And then we get to the other end and we're just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I think our view, I, I know that I've gotten a couple of messages um, and they're just like, I wanted to answer questions right then and there. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to reach through and be like, no, 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 wait. What about this? And I'm just like, if, if there is something we're talking about and you have um, a point to bring up, please, yeah. me- please message drop us, us a message. Drop us a message because um, there's a lot of things that we don't think about and or take notes. And we're going to revisit these subjects over and over yeah. and over again, you know what I mean, yeah. in the future or or utilize them in, in other topics, too, that yeah, we can take I- like. I think I need to to be okay with that because like I've been like going <clears throat> going through this list like us talking about the built not bought thing again mm-hmm. or you know um, I, I feel like we've talked about that before I've, we've talked about like shops and getting stuff done but you're right I think we just have to keep on talking about these subjects and then maybe you and I as the people producing this will grow and hopefully our audience listening to this will grow from it you know and then maybe we're all just kind of helping each other out I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is, is just helping each other out because, yeah, yeah, I think that that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's, I'm that's done. All. I'm done. Yeah. No, that, yeah, no that's, that's a great thing. Um, back to the questions thing. I think another uh, upcoming, uh, uh, soon upcoming episode, we'll go back to answering some viewer questions. So everybody who's watching and listening, please do that. Uh, go to our Instagram page. Uh, the drop of Frank and Brian, the whole thing, mm-hmm. the drop of Frank and Brian. That's where we kind of like are, are you know, uh, putting all of this together. Like, um, uh, what's the right word? You know, collating. What, what's the word I'm looking for? I said like, I was done. I'm done. You said this is all you. No, I know. But I, I'm just trying. <laughs> that's where we're, we're the main place we're putting all this stuff. So please go to our Instagram. Yeah, if you yeah, got yeah. any questions, comments, concerns, you want to answer you, you. You're driving in your car right now. You're listening. You're like, oh, no, this is what I think drop that on the instagram yeah don't don't message custom life don't message grinder tv message the drop the because drop anything that has to do with the drop we want it there and yep. uh yeah yeah cool and then also real quick don't forget about our giveaways those are still going on there's our yeah we're gonna be giving stuff away 
till the end of the year. We, mm -hmm. uh, whenever this comes out, we don't know what it's going to be, but it'll be something. So make sure you go to our websites and check out what we're currently giving away. Because again, we don't know when this episode is going to air. So go yeah. check it out. Uh, buy stuff off of our off of our sites. LiveLifeCustom.com, Grinder-TV.com. Yeah. Buy stuff, please. Thank you. And oh, I have to ship oh. stuff. Go ahead. I was. Oh, it gonna... reminds me. I had an order the other day, and I keep forgetting because it's a it's a friend of mine. Susie ordered some shirts, and I'm. Oh, sorry, Susie. I'll get them to you. Mm -hmm. You probably have them by now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Enjoy the shirts that Brian just sent to you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Later. Peace.